Hi, everyone. This is Peter Brower, and you are listening to the Deeply Rooted Podcast. Today's episode is a sermon that I preached on 1 Samuel chapters 1 and 2 as we t- took a look at the story of Hannah. What we're reminded of is that in Jesus, we are never forgotten. We might feel that way sometimes. We might feel forgotten by our friends or coworkers, maybe even our spouses, even by God. But that Jesus is the reminder to us, the living proof that God remembers us. He sees us, he hears us, and he acts powerfully, decisively with justice in our world. Well, again, I hope that you will be blessed as you listen, but let's jump on in. Hi, everyone. Pastor Peter here, and I just wanted to jump on to share with you our message from this past Sunday. Um, you might not have been able to worship with us, or maybe you did, and you just want to take a second listen, uh, listen to it. Um, this past week, we talked about the story of a woman named Hannah, as we focused on a, a couple of passages from the, the book of 1 Samuel, chapters 1 and 2. Uh, before we, we jump into the story of Hannah, though, I, I want to talk about what it feels like to be forgotten. I think that's a feeling that many of us know about from, from personal experience, right? We all know what it's like to feel forgotten. Uh, maybe it was on the playground as a kid. Uh, everyone else went off to go play some game, to do something fun, and you were kind of left behind. And you wondered why no one remembered to invite you along. Uh, maybe, sadly, you have felt this way in, in a relationship, maybe in a marriage. Like as your spouse poured themselves into their work and in their career, you, again, you felt left behind. You felt forgotten. Uh, maybe you felt this way at work. You are pouring everything you can in, into that job. You're, you're, do, you're doing everything you're asked. You're going above and beyond. You feel like you're doing all the little things to, to make things keep going. And, and yet it's everyone else that seems to be getting the promotions and the raises. And, and you wonder when yours is coming. You, you feel forgotten by your bosses and your coworkers. Uh, this, this past week, a, a couple of things going on in our, our world that made me reflect on this as well. Uh, first of all, of, of course, is our election, right? And uh, I don't think any of us could forget about that. Um, but as I think about the election and just the, the state of politics in our world, I, I don't know about you, but it's just a, a regular citizen, I often feel very forgotten. <laughs> Uh, as our politicians kind of bicker and fight between themselves, as these millionaires and people who have been entrenched in power in decades are fighting to get elected, I, I kind of feel like, well, what about us, right? What about our needs? What about what, what we want, right? They're busy kind of worrying about themselves. I, I think many of us in our world today, in the state of our politics, feel forgotten by our politicians. Um, Second thing that made me think about this was uh, this past week we had a couple of national holidays. I don't know if you were aware or if you celebrated. Uh, the first was Amazon Prime Day. I don't know if any of you partook of Amazon Prime Day. I actually did. Our family did. There's some good deals out there. But what made me reflect on this is I have a friend who on social media posted a picture saying, don't forget about the little guys. See, this friend uh, owns their own business. And in, in the midst of this giant behemoth of a company called Amazon, uh, just only getting richer and richer and richer, it's, it's very often the small family-owned businesses that, that feel forgotten by the rest of us and, and left behind. And, 
And, and then I, I thought this week of uh, the other national holiday, which was iPhone Day, right? The new iPhone was released. Some people were really excited about that. But again, it just made me reflect how these big corporations in our world today, they don't remember our needs. Uh, they don't really care about us, uh, except when they want to sell us something, right? Then suddenly we're remembered. And they send us the email or, or whatever it is to get our attention, calling us back. But for the rest of the time, we feel forgotten. The truth is that I think some of us even know what it's like to feel forgotten by God. Right? Sometimes we feel like, like we've been trying to do everything we can to get God's attention. We come to church, we say our prayers, we, we open up his world, but he still feels so distant. And we, remember, we wonder if he remembers us at, at all. Uh, we, we pray for things. Maybe it's for a child or, or maybe it's for a job, not like a fancy job, just any job. Or, or maybe we've prayed for healing for ourselves for, or for someone else that we love and, and yet the, the, the prayer hasn't been answered. And again, we, we, we wonder if God remembers us. We feel forgotten. And when we do, I think we're filled with all sorts of questions, aren't we? Like, what do I need to do to get God's attention? What have I been doing wrong that, that has caused him to forget about me? Um, maybe we think to ourselves that we're, we're, we've been doing it all wrong. We just start, need to start living like everyone else. Like, all of this has been just a colossal waste of time trying to flag God down through church attendance and prayers and reading the scripture. And, and that's not a good feeling. I, I mean, just I think that's an understatement. Not a good feeling to be forgotten by God. It's a feeling, though, that I think Hannah, again, who we we're focusing on today from 1 Samuel chapter 1 and 2, that's a feeling that I think Hannah knew. She knew what it was like to feel forgotten by God. Now, just a little bit of background on Hannah. Hannah was one of two wives to a man named Elkanah. Uh, Elkanah's first wife uh, was a woman named Peninnah. Peninnah. And Peninnah, we don't know much about her except that she seems from what we do know, like a cruel, cold-hearted woman. And hers is a story, I think, of, of the rich only getting richer, right? Because here, here she is, this cruel, cold-hearted woman, and yet she has multiple children. Seems to come easy for her. We don't know how many, but she's got sons and daughters. And then there's uh, Elkanah's second wife, Hannah. And hers is a story of, of the poor only getting poorer in many ways, because she is this faithful woman of God. In, in many ways, and we'll talk about this more as we go on, like just a beautiful example for us of a person of faith. Like everything about her, we ought to try to, to live out in our, in our own lives. And yet, Hannah is barren. She wants a child desperately, but she has none. Now to her credit, while she feels forgotten by God, she prays, she continues to pray for God to remember her. She doesn't walk away from her faith. She doesn't give up. She feels forgotten, but she continues to pray, Lord, remember me. And the amazing thing of the story, when you go back and read it, is you'll see that God does remember her. Now, when we talk about God remembering his people in the Bible, because that's a phrase that's used uh, um, in different places, we're, we're not saying that, that at one time God had forgotten about Hannah or who she was, right? Uh, remembering for God isn't just like a, a firing of synapses in the brain. Uh, remembering is when God sees the anguish and the pain of his people and he hears their cries and then he does something about it. And very often what, he, what he'll do in his remembering is he'll reverse their fortunes. That's what the Bible means when it says that God remembers his people. It means that he sees them, he hears them, and he, he does something for them. And that's what God does for Hannah. 
Uh, God sees her in her pain. He hears her cries and her prayers. And, and then he does something. He, he gives her the child that she had always longed for. And, and, and Hannah has that child. It's a, a boy named Samuel who will be dedicated to the Lord. He'll become a prophet. He'll actually stand and speak for God before kings like Saul and, and, and David. It's an amazing gift that God has remembered Hannah. He's never forgotten her. And again, Hannah, to her credit, she's this beautiful example. She, she prays again to God. Having received the gift, she now turns to God with a prayer of thanks. It's a, a prayer, and you can go back and read it in, in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. It's a prayer in which she is praising God and extolling him for who he is. And she'll say that he is that God who remembers the poor and the weak and, and the feeble. He's the God who remembers the lowly and the faithful amongst his people. He remembers them. He hears them. He sees them. And he acts powerfully for them, turning things around, lifting up those who are lowly, binding together those who are broken, pouring out blessings upon those who are poor. That's what God does for Hannah, she sees it. She's experienced it. And dear friends, that's what God does for you. It's the same God. You are never forgotten. God remembers you. Uh, when I was in high school, uh, I was a pretty good student for my first two years, freshman and sophomore year. But junior year, in many ways, a lot of things changed for me. And maybe that's kind of a common experience for a lot of high school kids, uh, at least those who are thinking about college, right? You see the light at the end of the tunnel. Things are coming to a close in your high school career. College is, is looming. And as you start to think about where you'd like to go and maybe even start applying, you, you kind of realize that you might need to apply yourself a little bit more. And that's where I was at. Uh, again, always a decent student. I was never a complete slacker. But junior year, I realized like I, I really wanted to apply myself. And so I did. I started working harder. Uh, I can remember just I had boxes of, of note cards where I was taking notes and doing flashcards. And I, I felt like I was working really hard. And I remember one day, one day in particular, it was an early morning. And I was getting my lunch together for the day. I think it was like 5.30 a.m. It was still dark outside. And I was kind of all alone. And my, my dad came downstairs. And we didn't have a long conversation. But... I, what I remember him saying is that he saw me and he noticed all of the hard work that I was doing, that all my struggling and all of my striving wasn't unnoticed, that he saw it all. And, and I just think that the story of Hannah tells us that we all have that same kind of father, a father who sees us in our pain and in our anguish and in our faithfulness. And he hears the cries of his faithful people. And, and then he acts. We have a God who remembers us. Dear friends, you are not forgotten. Uh, this whole idea, this whole concept we've been talking about, that God remembers us, it, it speaks to what the Bible calls God's justice. That we have a just God who who wants to rule and reign with justice. And this all flows out, out of the, the idea that, that the scriptures teach us that, that God sees all of us as equals, right? There, there aren't any different classifications of Christians. Like you have your lower class, middle class, and then you have your super Christians, right, who really get it. And in God's eyes by faith, uh, the, the playing field has been leveled. We are all equals. And we were meant to be treated fairly in that regard, then, because we're equals.
But, but we know from experience that that's how God wants things to work, but that's not how our world works, right? Very often, goodness, kindness, honesty, faithfulness, righteousness, right? These kinds of things are punished by our world, trampled upon. Meanwhile, evil and wickedness is uplifted and rewarded. I mean, you've seen it, maybe even in your own workplaces, right? And, and because of that, a God wants to bring justice to bear. He wants to bring about a reversal. He, he wants to lift up the lowly. Uh, he wants to bind together the broken. He wants to pour out riches to those who are poor. Because God is a just God. And again, it is that justice that Hannah received. And it's that justice that is yours in Jesus. See, in Christ, that the wounds of the broken have been healed. It's in Jesus that, that the oppressed are recognized. It, it is in Jesus that the lowly are lifted up. It's in Jesus that we have all of the riches of God's inheritance for those who are poor. If you ever doubt whether you are forgotten, if you ever wonder if God remembers you, if you long for justice, look to Jesus. Because Jesus is the living proof that you have been seen. God sees your pain. Jesus is the living proof that, that you are noticed, that God has heard you. Jesus is the living proof that you are not forgotten, but that God has looked upon you and that you are remembered. It is in Jesus that the poor are lifted up. It's, it's in Jesus that, that the broken are put back together. Now, I think it needs to be said that all of us is, all of that is there for us in Jesus. But unlike Hannah, our prayers are not always answered how we want them to be. And maybe that's stating the obvious. I think it needs to be said, though. We, we can't just expect that when we pray for the child or the job or the healing, that we're going to get it right here and right now. And, and that's because God's justice doesn't always come to bear in this world, temporally, in the here and now. But, but we can rest assured that in Jesus, for all eternity, God will rule with justice, right? We can rest easy today in the midst of an unjust world because we know that one day Christ will return. And, and on that day, every wrong will be righted. And on that day, all of the lowly will be lifted up. And on that day, that the poor will be blessed abundantly. On that day, the broken will be put back together. God's justice doesn't always happen here and now. Our, our, our wrongs are not always righted in this world. Sometimes they are, though. And I think that most often when it does happen, it's through people, through God's people, through you and me. Right? We are the ones through whom God works to bring justice through the world. And, and that's our calling. Our, our calling is to see the pain of other people around us. Our calling is to hear the cries of, of those who are calling out and suffering. It's our calling to, to see the lonely and to remember them, to let them know that they're not forgotten. It's, it's our calling to bless abundantly those who are poor. It's our calling as Christians to right the wrongs that we see in this world. It's our calling to bring justice. See, after all, dear friends, that's what Christ has done for us. And, and when we do that, when we bring justice to bear, like was what was done for Hannah, when, when we see and hear the cries around us, when we remember those who otherwise would be forgotten by society, what we're doing is simply doing what, what Christ first did for us. He saw you. He sees you. 
and he hears you, he remembers you. Dear friends, if you ever forget it, may you know that you are never forgotten. In Jesus' name. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Deeply Rooted Podcast. I hope that you are blessed by our time together in the Word of God and pray that your roots went a little bit deeper. If you could do three things for me as we close our time together today, I would be blessed. First, if you could subscribe to this podcast, I would love that. That would be an easy way for you to listen to all future episodes and continue to get our updates. Second, if you could share what you heard today, I would really appreciate that. There should be an easy way to do that, to share this to your Facebook page, and I would be blessed by that. And then finally, if you could leave a review, I would love to hear what you think and, and how this episode went. So if you could share, subscribe, and leave us a review, I would be blessed. God bless you, everyone. And until next time, this is Peter Brower on the Deeply Rooted Podcast.